Hey friends, happy holidays. This is your friend Harmon. Scott and I are on vacation. Oh my God, what's going to go on? What's going to be the episode? Well, we're going to bring you a two-part episode from our archives, The History of SCTV, the legendary comedy show that brought the world the likes of John Candy, Andrea Martin, Joe Flaherty, Eugene Levy, Martin Short. Holy cow, the list goes on and on. I believe this was originally our second or third episode of Comedy History 101, so it's a good chance you haven't heard this before, because I don't think we had any listeners back then. Also, a few plugs if you're still looking for a last-minute gift. Check out my new book, Meet the Deplorables Infiltrating Trump America. It's all about my true life exploits going out undercover in disguise and infiltrating Trump supporters in this great land of ours. You can find it on Amazon. And without further ado... Let's kick into... You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Good thing about doing comedy in Russia, you have captured the audience. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Comedy History 101. Dude, there's so much funny shit on SCTV. I'm just looking here like the five neat guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, that was awesome. But did you yeah. see like Milton Burl giving them an Emmy? <laughs> He's just an asshole. Yeah, I know. Count us in, dude. Okay. Three, two. Uh, hey, everyone. Welcome to uh, another episode of Comedy History 101. Where we bring you the history of comedy. I am Harmon Leon, and with me is... I am Scott Colonico. How are you doing, Harmon? Yeah, I'm fine, Scott. How are you? Thank you for asking. Thank you for asking. We could have just launched right into the podcast without any, you know, cordial greetings, but you took time to ask how I was. That's and a, I am know, fine. How are you, Scott? Yeah, I'm fine, Armin. Thank you. you know, well, you know the thing is, politeness doesn't doesn't cost manners doesn't doesn't cost anything. No, no, no. People remember you if you're if you're nice to them. Oh yeah, exactly. So I'm and and just going by the Buddhist uh, saying, uh, uh, niceness should not be mistaken for weakness. Right. Yeah. Of course. Ah. No, that's, we could be nice. <laughs> Thank you. That was a very that and, was... and uh, but should we use the converse? Weakness. Should not be mistaken for niceness. <laughs> that, Does that work? I think I'm trying to I'm trying to wrap my head around that right now to see the uh, all the implications. Oh shit! I think it's another uh, podcast in I know. itself. I think we keep we keep spinning these off. We should have like somebody just following us around and like. Uh, well, I think we should be a think tank where okay. the people come to us going. I, I, want, I want to start one of these podcasts, but uh-huh. I don't know where to begin. Well, I have yeah. no ideas. <laughs> well, here's a few and, of ours that we're not using. Yeah, well, here's one. It's called uh, Weakness Should Not Be Mistaken for Niceness. <laughs> and here's here's another one called Is This Thing On? about the, <laughs> Yeah, the, the history who, of microphones. <laughs> and technicians who test audio equipment. Yeah, and here's another one called Google This. The history of people that Googled things. <laughs> But today, but today, this podcast here, this one within this audio space, this one here, Scott, when I say the words Second City Television, SCTV, what comes to mind in in, in your brain thinking device? This is the SCTV Television Network. 
nice. Oh, well, first of all, it's a mortal line uttered by Johnny LaRue. It's Crane Shot. <laughs> crane Shot. <laughs> and, and what's the context of that one? I know the context of that one. Okay, well, um, they was I believe that was from the Polynesian Town episode where there was a there was a crane shot, and, and Johnny Larue, the famous director, wanted a crane shot to end the movie with, and he just he had to keep begging for money. What a day! I lost my business. I lost my best friend, and I lost my pants. Forget it, Maru. This is Polynesian town. First, we should tell people what SCTV is in right. case okay. they, they don't know. You know, um, SCTV was uh, it, it was a Canadian television sketch show that began in 1976 and ran to 1984. This is SCTV Channel 109 in Mellonville Cable 6. And it was started by the Toronto troupe of uh, Second City. And the premise of the show was it was a, uh, a, a television station in the fictional town of Mellonville. Mellonville, yes. Yeah, so, and, and the television station was run by the greedy Guy Caballero. <laughs> and now an interesting message from SCTV president Guy Caballero. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is my policy here at SCTV to hire the best people for the job. That's why I hire illegal aliens. Um, he was kind of. How would you describe him? He was kind of like a kind of like a Godfather figure, and we also and then that played off later on. Who was in a wheelchair, uh, which was largely just due to uh, he wanted to get sympathy yeah, from um, his business deals because yeah. there's. Some shows where he's dance around. And the original cast of SCTV uh, consisted of... Uh... Starring John Candy, Joe Flaherty, Eugene Levy, Andrea Martin, Catherine O'Hara, Harold Ramis, and Dave Thomas as the Beaver. Yeah, all we're still we'll see people will still pop up now again. I believe uh, people might be familiar with Mr. Martin Short, who uh, appearing on Broadway and movies and whatnot. But they're all they're all still around and doing well, except for John Candy, obviously. But they're all still uh, keeping active and out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was pretty much, uh, you know, as you know, it's a, it's a pretty iconic. Uh, sketch show. So uh, it what differentiated from like uh, other sketch shows was it all kind of lived in this uh, the world of, uh, of of this TV station in Melville. Um, so not only would you have uh, the sketches, which were largely uh, kind of like a vehicle to parody movies and TV of the time, because it was like a it was like they're trying to emulate a an average broadcasting day. Um, on SCTV in Mellonville. Yeah. So you would have not only the shows, but you would also have behind the scenes of the shows and the interplay between the characters and the station manager and all that. And for that, it was very, uh, you know, kind of the first show of its kind to do that. Yeah, I, mean, I read, I was reading something that, that I'd never like. So part of the reasoning, Guy Caballero's reasoning, was that uh, he, was, he, he was too cheap to like buy like just normal, a normal network. This is the, the his logic. The normal network mm-hmm. would, just, would just buy like repeats and, and show them, but he was too cheap, so he would just hire like all these people to do all these knockoff shows. 
So that's why you had this revolving cast of characters coming on and doing all these different shows that would appear and reappear and um, just work with the lowest production values they could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and essentially in real life, uh, they were working with the lowest production value yeah, they, they could. possible. <laughs> yeah. Did you know? So for the total budget uh, of the first seven episodes of SCTV was $35,000. Which is work, works out to what? That's like five, five grand a show. Yeah, so basically they were making like no money on those yeah. early episodes. Yeah. Um, but how it came about was um, it, it was like it branched directly off from uh, Second City. Second City started in uh, Chicago and then in 19, I believe 1975, uh, they opened uh, a branch in uh, Toronto. I might be wrong on that date. It might be. Um, a little earlier. Okay, leave a leave a pause, and maybe you could. You we'll leave the pause. Do you want to? No, pause? I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling okay. here. I'll, uh, I'll stop. Uh, you look at this. We'll leave the pause. Yeah, uh, yeah it had to start in '75. Okay. So, anyways, it started. Uh, so, Second City came from Chicago, um, and and a lot of the cast. Uh, you know, like the original cast, where a lot of them started in this um, uh, legendary production in Toronto of Godspell in 1973. That was, so that yeah, sorry, good. Oh no, go ahead, dude. That was a production that uh, uh, not only had Martin Short, but also Andrew Martin, Eugene Levy, uh, Paul Schaefer was the musical director, and uh, I believe Ivan Reitman might have been. I think he produced somehow it. Involved yeah, in. yeah. So you had this huge, crazy, you know, Gilda Radner. Yeah, Gilda Radner, <laughs> who dated Martin Short at the time. Yeah. So you get this huge, crazy cast of like future stars, you know. All yeah, they call it uh, the legend, the legendary Godspell show. Yeah, it was crazy. So originally, Eugene Levy in the the Godspell show uh, uh, auditioned for the role of Jesus, uh, but according to the director, he looked too Jewish, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, which was. I don't know. Is that a bad thing? Because Jesus was Jewish. <laughs> he was kind of, yeah. Yeah. Or the producers, though, they thought he was too hairy. He <laughs> felt that uh, so much hair would scare kids during the matinees. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And even before, even before Godspell, to have another SCTV sort of link was um, Eugene Levy is from Hamilton, uh, uh, a town called Hamilton in Canada. I, is that Ontario? I don't know. It's, Leave a comment yeah. below if we're wrong on yeah. that. <laughs> but not any, and he went to McMaster's University in Hamilton. And not only did he go to McMaster's, but also Martin Short and Dave Thomas. And here's another weird twist is that Martin Short dated Eugene Levy's sister. Yeah. I was just saying Martin Short got around. And yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Ivan Reitman also went to uh, McMaster's uh, uh, University in Hamilton, and that's how kind of how Eugene Levy got his start was he became friends with Ivan Reitman, and they uh, they didn't really have like a theater department or a film department, but uh, you know they, they they had a group called the McMaster's Film Board. And uh, they would just start making movie shorts. And Ivan Reitman moved to Toronto to make his first uh, movie, which was called Foxy Lady. <laughs> yeah. And Levy was kind of just sort of uh, 
he was like an engineer major. And then mm-hmm. I think he was just started doing crappy in school because he was more interested in theater. And he just said, uh, can I come work on your movie uh, to Ivan Reitman? And, and he said, oh, the only job I have is like coffee boy, <laughs> which was actually not a role, but an actual coffee boy for like $60 a week. He said, I can't pay you that little. <laughs> and he said, no, I'll take the job. And then uh, from there, uh, Eugene Levy moved to the Toronto and then he worked on actually in a role in, in Ivan Reitman's next movie, which was uh, Cannibal Girls. Mm-hmm. And Andrew Martin was in the movies as well. So uh, they kind of hooked up together, you know, got their start first from the Ivan Reitman movies, then uh, moved on to uh, Godspell. Yeah. And then from there, it was it was nonstop. <laughs> yeah. But it was like kind of like a, a, a like a happy coincidence, because like after Godspell, you have all these people in Toronto that worked on it. That were soon to become famous, and then Second City opened up a branch in uh, 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 Toronto. So um, from there, you know, they just became like you know right into Second City. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, just kind of was like ready to go. Here you guys go. You're all here. Let's let's get it started. And then they had you know because Saturday Night Live started in '75, um, so these guys mm-hmm. had something to kind of look look towards you know so that um that and then there was a whole the whole national lampoon thing was going on at the same time which reitman and those guys were all involved with as well and people were kind of picking picking um picking the corpse you know they were all stealing cast members from each other yeah 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 so saturday night live came about in 1975 so the big at the time the big uh sort of sketch improv groups was the national lampoon uh, touring show, which had like John Belushi and Bill Murray in it and second city. So, um, uh, Saturday night live came about and, uh, they just started scooping all the best players. I mean, pretty much the early Saturday night live was national lampoon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Bernie Solins, who started second city said, you know, instead of like having Saturday night live, just kind of scoop all our, our best talent. Why don't we start a uh, TV show? So uh, what what they did was uh, they they listed Harold Ramis to be the head writer, and, and they did the show uh, initially for two seasons on the CBC. Okay, yeah, yeah, because the the Ramis, yeah, it's kind of interesting watching Ramis on that show because um, you're 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 not expecting him, and then all of a sudden he's there. What the hell? Hello, uh, hello, Mr. Dunson. This is Mo Green on SCTV's feedback. Mo Green. You stink, you know that? You must be thinking of the other Mo Green. He was born an American. He was, he was an American guy in the Canadian cast. Well, that's a misnomer because there's oh. they, they were kind of mixed uh, Americans and Canadians. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Andrea Martin is actually from uh, was she? Port, Portland, Maine. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah. So you learn something new every day. We're doing this podcast. Yeah, yeah. And Joe Flaherty, he was he was born in I think he was born in Pittsburgh. Huh. Okay. Well, they can be. Yeah, but the whole deal is like you know they they came over from the the original Second City uh, in Chicago, you know, and then they opened this new branch of Second City in uh, Toronto. Right. And Kathleen O'Hara actually started as a waitress at Second City. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And so just to, when to, when she was twenty. To go to go back to your Bernie Sol- so Bernie Solins was actually one of the founders of Second City Improv Troupe in Chicago, and yeah, then, yeah, and then he went on to do the the founding the uh, Toronto one in '73. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and here's another twist is uh, uh, Catherine O'Hara's brother dated Gilda Radner. Oh, okay. Should... Yeah, so it's all kind of incestuous. Yeah, so. we need like a like a flowchart or something to keep up with all this. <laughs> yeah, so Harold Ramis served as the, the original head writer uh, for the first uh, couple of seasons of uh, SCTV, and they filmed uh, 16 shows in seven weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so can I can I bring up here? I just wanted to mention this is like yeah. the, I don't know why this is burned into my brain. I actually I ran into Harold Ramis in a, at the Austin Film Festival and I got to shake his hand and tell him this. But my favorite my favorite Harold Ramis <laughs> bit, the one I remember was when he played um he was he was playing a Swedish policeman called Clog. K L A G G. Yeah. And he would catch people by throwing throwing his shoes at them. You know, his wooden shoes, his clogs. <laughs> oh, so he's like an odd job, but with yeah. uh, instead of like a, a, a deadly weapon hat, he yeah. had deadly clogs. Yeah, he was throwing the clogs at him to catch up criminals. Oh, man, that's funny. Yeah. So I got to see him. I saw him at Austin Film Festival, and I just wanted to say I wanted to, sh- I wanted to shake the hand of the man who, who was clog. And, and what did he say about he that? Just, he kind of laughed. He said, thank you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, uh, yeah, Harold Ramis actually called uh, SCTV. He referred to it as the poor cousin to Saturday Night Live. Aww. No, it's it true. So Saturday Night Live, as you know, it's it's a live show filmed in front of a, a live studio audience. And Second City was a uh, – they had no audience. So the the – the uh, it was like as uh, Eugene Levy described it, kind of a it was like an editing show. So you know, uh, they they weren't playing the characters for an audience. Uh, they're like, uh, you know, they were never you know holding for the laughs. They were just so it's more kind of an ensemble, you know, actory type thing where you know Saturday Night Live's played. You know, you're 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 performing for an audience. So that was like a huge difference. And originally there was like no um, laugh track to the show. And they, then they played it back with no laugh track, and it just was, I don't know. I think Eugene Levy thought it was, like, kind of creepy. Yeah. So, it's, um, yeah, it's kind of weird because you and I have both been kind of binge-watching these, and it's just, I mean, I guess you kind of need the laugh track there. It just does sound kind of weird because it's just, I can't, I can't really describe it, but it's just like, yeah, you mm-hmm. do feel like you need something there. Yeah, so originally, so then they went back and they played the clips in front of a live audience and recorded their laughter. But then it then it was like all the timing was off because they would they'd be laughing over, you know, laugh lines mm-hmm. and setups and things like that. So uh, eventually they just went for like a straight up uh, sort of uh, laugh track uh, with the show. Yeah, yeah. So that's just, it's just... You know, you hate to you. You know, sometimes you, people. I know people try to fight it, but then it's just like, yeah, that it is. It's something that sometimes you just need it there for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, after the first two initial um, uh, seasons, um, so so it's it's filmed for the uh, CBC, but um, it was also in syndication, like in the states. So it would pop up on you know just random times, no matter who was like what what city was syndicating it mm-hmm. and after two seasons no one picked up the syndication <laughs> okay <laughs> so that you think oh oh, there that's the end of sctv but um this like millionaire in in, in edmonton uh alberta canada which have you been to edmonton no i have not 
And I don't want to offend any of our Edmonton <laughs> listeners, but it's kind of a shithole. Oh my god, that's kind of that is a little offensive. You could have picked a different word. Yeah. Okay, we'll beef that up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's, it was this billionaire in in Edmonton. Uh, he said, you know, he he thought the show was like, you know, an important, you know, cultural, you know, uh, uh, relevance to to Canada, like putting it out there in the world. And he said, you know. If you move your production to Edmonton, I will match your your production uh, uh, budget. Who who was so, this? Um, I'm not sure what his name was, but um, he it, he was an Edmonton millionaire. Really? Okay. Yeah, just Google it, dude. Uh, just, <laughs> no, we're supposed to be we're supposed to be sharing this with people. I'll, oh yeah, I'll look yeah, it yeah. Up. I'll look it up. But yeah, yeah. So uh, so so that's why they they moved to uh, to Edmonton. And, and, and they said, like, they were so happy, uh, like, the production value just, like, went way up. And, and, and it really kind of helped them focus on uh, just, like, writing the show because there's really not much else to do for Edmonton. But they, 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 they loved the crew because, like, the crew before that uh, um, in Edmonton, like, they were used to, like, filming, like, carpet commercials and, you know, <laughs> industrial videos. For those of you who are want to know a little bit more about the Edmonton SCTV shooting locations, somebody has made a helpful Google map. So so with all the uh, the, the location episodes on here for like Polynesian Town and Play It Again Bob and some of the... Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, so some of the... Oh, and the Jerry Todd Show, I believe, probably the... Uh, oh, I love the, the Jerry Todd <laughs> Show. The, the famous uh, golf course, yeah. So those you can find those if you just do... Uh, Google Edmonton SCTV shooting locations. Or better yet, we will post it on our website. Well, and we're, right quick and, save. Okay. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I read you loud and clear. Yes, ma'am. This is... This is the present. Hey friends, from the creators of Comedy History 101, check out our other podcast, This is the President, where we not only dissect the politics of the day, but also historic presidential phone calls. You can find us on our site, wordsoverchair.com, or subscribe on iTunes, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Yes ma'am, I read you loud and clear. But yeah, yeah. So they, they they thought like the best episodes were the ones they filmed in Edmonton. And then on the third on uh, after the the, the the third season, uh, that's when uh, Rick Moranis came in. Okay, all right. Yes. And Rick Moranis was the only one who came in from the world of stand up. Oh really? Yeah. So have we have we heard any? Can you drop a clip of the stand up in here? Um, I tried to find his stand up, but only thing I could find was when he was. Hosting Saturday Night Live. Okay, all right. <laughs> and also on the third season, two of the most forgettable uh, Second City or SCTV uh, performers, Robin Duke and Tony Rosado. Oh no! Now, now, <laughs> are we going to talk? But, but oddly, oddly enough, oddly enough, they both went on to be on SNL. Yeah, I did. So uh, while we were uh, while we were uh, doing some research for the show, I took it upon myself to find out a little bit more about Mr. Rosado. Mm -hmm. Armin, uh, if you're curious, uh, he's actually from the same part of Italy as my family. So he's down from the south, down from Naples. Um, yep. And uh, apparently, so he was on, uh, after he left Saturday Night Live, he kind of started doing a lot of voiceover work, but then ran into some trouble with the cops' legal issues back in 2005. 
What happened? Uh, he was charged with criminal harassment of his wife, Leah. Ooh, so that's yeah, not good. things got a little things got a little um, nasty for uh, Mr. Rosado, and he is, yeah he, he passed away in passed January. away in Jan- January at the age of sixty two this year. So yeah, um, yeah. but I, I think the best one he's known for, which is one of the very classic uh, SCTV uh, skits, was uh, the uh, Midnight Express special. Right. It was like um, Abbott and Costello. Uh, it was a cross between. Uh, a TV show called The Midnight Special, hosted by Wolfman Jack and uh, Midnight Express, the uh, the Turkish prison movie, written by Oliver Stone, no less. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you have Abbott and Costello. Uh, Costello was played by Tony Rosato. So Lou, why don't you introduce the band? You want me to introduce the band? That's right. All right, I'll introduce the band. What band? The band. What's the name of the band? I'm telling you, man, the band. Well, who's the band? No, no, no. Who's on next week? What are you asking me for? I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. Who's on next week? What do I care who's on next week? If I'm going to introduce the band tonight, i got to know their name. That is their name. That's whose name? The band. What's the matter with you? And, and Abbott was played by Eugene Levy. Uh, they're going through customs in Turkey, and they find some hashish in their luggage. <laughs> Hey, where'd you get that package? A fella gave it to me. What fella? This fella right behind me. There's nobody there. Well, he was here a minute ago. Didn't I tell you not to talk to anybody? Oh, honest, Buzz, I didn't say anything to anybody. He just gave me this cake to give to his grandmother. You, what's in the box? I'm sorry, I can't talk to anybody. Answer the man. <laughs> um, Harmon, one of the things that you were you were uh, mentioning here, when you started talking, you had this written, you had this jotted down, was that uh, while they were shooting in Edmonton, uh, you know things would get really creative, and you were saying something about how the caterer would suggest things. Yeah, they would be open to uh, just having the crew uh, give suggestions on. It was like you know, it goes back to it's just like. Everyone was just really gung ho to be working on this. Yeah. And Andrew and Martin said they would even take like suggestions from like the boom mic guy or <laughs> the caterer. If they had like good ideas, they would just go with it. You know, they were just all kind of, you know, for large parts, just all good natured uh, uh, Canadians. Yeah, they're, they're very polite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then from there, so then the, the show moved over to uh, NBC and the execs would have would come up. Once it did, uh, the execs would come up to MB, come up to Edmonton and give them like notes, and they'd be like really bad notes, like Eugene Levy would say, because uh, essentially what Eugene Levy said was it was kind of like you know the the lunatics running the asylum, like no one really like looked after them, so they pretty much could do like anything they wanted to do, like with the show. But when they moved to NBC, like the execs wanted it, they just like, why don't you be like Saturday Night Live and put all your, you know, big laughs up front. And then, you know, kind of that more experimental stuff. You put it, you know, in the last half hour when no one's watching. <laughs> yeah, because they, they did, they have, um, they would do, I saw the bumpers. And so what they would do would be, because they'd show it right after Saturday Night Live. And so they would have the NBC bumper, the SCTV would start out the show with the SC, with the NBC bumper that would eventually it would get pushed off the screen by the SCTV bumper. So it would be, it'd give you that illusion of you're now watching a different network. And that, my friends, I think is a good place for the end of part one of our history 
of SCTV. We will be back next week with part two, a little teaser. Let's find out what happened when SCTV went to NBC and what, what did they do after SCTV and all that kind of comedy gems here on Comedy History 101. Where we school you in comedy. And once again, uh, for the holidays, check out my new book, Meet the Deplorables, Infiltrating Trump America. You can find it on Amazon. Also, be sure to subscribe and comment on iTunes. It really helps our podcast if we get some great comments out there and tell your friends about Comedy History 101. And with that, we will see you next week. Bye-bye. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. The good thing about doing comedy in Russia, you have captured audience. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Comedy History 101.